Business Q&A episode 221, I believe it is. Yeah, 221. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining in uh, here on uh, Instagram, live on LinkedIn, live on Facebook. So I had a momentary uh, brain block there. Great to be here. Uh, I'm top of an amazing week. I'm looking forward to some huge things ahead. Uh, everyone piling in with Instagram is excellent. And we are talking about brands today, understanding brand and branding. And it's one of those buzzwords that's been uh, used and overused like authenticity and like influencer and things like that. So um, without eye rolling, we're going to look at it seriously today. And so we've had a lot of people submit questions. Thank you very much for those who have done that. If you're watching right now live, do pop into the comments. If you're watching part of hashtag team live and where you're watching from. And if you're watching our replay, of course, hashtag team replay and where you're watching from as well. Uh, on Instagram, one of my, uh, my friends uh, who's gonna be, uh, who I miss uh, from Milan last year, Polina Limier, uh, live from uh, watching from St. Petersburg. Also Fitness Witness 09, that's a cool name. Alina Smith Photo as well. A few of you watching already, thank you very much. Tilly Yard Impact, a tile yard impact even. Thanks for watching too. What we've got here is a topic that a lot of people don't really want to listen to or learn about because they feel it's a bit kind of cringy and boring. But actually, it's really crucial and all of us need to be bearing it in mind. So the questions that have come through are really on point. I'm really glad you've submitted those. Thank you for those of you who did on Facebook. And um, I'm absolutely pumped to see who comes in and watches uh, on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook as well, because I think there's going to be quite a few people who are using these three platforms a lot for brand. So we do need to, I do need to absolutely get this right at the moment. Uh, I'm just going to do a last few bits of uh, work here. And, and then so a couple of announcements as well. So this is the big week for Digital Design Days. Uh, it's a huge week um, for, uh, for those people involved in that space in terms of digital design and the whole ecosystem around it. Uh, I was lucky enough to speak at Digital Design Days Milan last year um, and the marvellous Filippo, uh, who organises the whole thing, uh, asked me to speak again in May earlier this year online. And of course, uh, we're going to go again this this week uh, for Digital Design Days, the kind of restart view uh, is, is, is the vibe behind it, the idea of like, like let's get our businesses going again um, despite the, uh, the lockdown. So what I'm really excited about is that we've got a really good big opportunity here. I'm just going to do the lots of work whilst I'm pressing of buttons whilst I'm doing the uh, live stream. What's really interesting is that um, we're, we're actually bringing more. Filippo's decided to bring more for this event. So as well as having uh, three uh, days of speakers, so um, 23rd, 20, sorry, 22nd, 23rd and 24th this week, there will also be masterclasses as well. I believe there's six masterclasses and I will be running one of them. I'm really excited about this because I've done keynotes uh, in the past uh, and I did a masterclass last year as well, you know, about LinkedIn, right? But where I'm going with this this year, mine is on uh, on the 23rd, okay? So I think it's what, the Friday. Where I'm going this year with it is the idea of not just kind of how to use LinkedIn to distribute the great work you and talent you have, but specifically how to drive business from it. Because massively lacking at the moment. And I'm finding it every day, loads of people ask about it. 
the issue people have is that they can look good. They may have a lot of talent and so on. They may have lots of um, wonderful things to say when they express themselves. And they can even distribute. They can even distribute themselves. Some people get how to get their videos seen and their content read and so on. But what is massively lacking is the understanding of how to pivot and elegantly close this into opportunities and deals. And it's and the problem is that people feel, and this is, I'm going off on this rather than branding at the moment, but the problem we've got here is that people feel you mustn't ever sell because no one wants to be salesy, agreed. So you just lead with value and then people just decide and you can't sit there waiting. So there needs to be this, as I said, this kind of elegant middle ground where you know how to engage with people and what cues to look for, but also the structure or process to move people from checking out your content to saying, actually, yeah, I'd be quite interested in learning a bit more. So what I teach in my accelerator and what I'm going to be showing in this masterclass is arguably, I would say this, but arguably the most important part because you're nothing, your talent is nothing unless you can close the deals themselves. That's what I've done for almost 18 years. I help corporates and startups with, but this is everything. Otherwise, all that goes to waste. And it is a amazing feeling when you work, when I work with clients who have such wonderful talents and they start getting what they deserve. They start to actually see results, not in terms of likes and shares and comments. They see results in terms of money they can spend. And it's all just fluff until unless you can close deals as well. And I feel that there's, you know, with all love to the coaching community, I feel that there's just so much focus on everything but actually closing deals. You end up with how to look nice with your brand, how to look nice with your website, how to be seen, how to be attractive to an audience, how to do great video and all this stuff and optimizing yourself. But it all dances around the thing everyone actually wants, which is to close deals. So that's what I'll be going through. It's an hour. I am going to be going quick. <laughs> I'm going to be going quick because uh, I've got an hour, but I will be going through my three C's of LinkedIn. But crucially, how to move that stuff into um, understanding how to convert people. So that's what it's all about. Uh, that's on the 23rd. I believe I'm on at, it's, it's recorded actually, but the, the workshop will be at 6 p.m. UK time, I believe, which is 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, or what's that, 10 o'clock Western, uh, if you're in the US. Um, uh, Paulina, you're watching right now. So that's that's like eight o'clock at night for you. So I believe that's when it's on. Uh, you have to go check the website. Go to DDD for digital design days, DDD.it. So for Italy, Punta.it for Italy. So you can go and check it out. Um, it's really important. And I'm good at this. And the clients I work with close sales on LinkedIn through their content because of this. So it's really crucial to have it because otherwise you're an artist that doesn't get paid enough. And that is uh, that is just criminal, in my opinion. So manifesto is there. It's going to be talked about. We're going to cover it all on Thursday. I urge you to come if you can. DDD.IT. Um, this is the stuff that I use. This is the stuff that my clients use. It scratches the surface. I appreciate it, But I 
anyone who knows me knows I'm hyper practical about this kind of thing. It is do this stuff. Here are the words you use kind of thing. And this will definitely help make a big difference. So hopefully that will help uh, uh, people who join us uh, on the day. Lorenzo Cordioli, good to see him, a man. Always happy to see you. He says, James Perry, afternoon from County Down. Good to see you too, Diana Noyan. Uh, watching from Australia. Yanis Georgiakopoulos, good to see you watching from Greece as well. I hope I said your name okay. Uh, Polina says, I need all that knowledge. Good. Pix Johansson, good night from Australia. Good to see you. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Uh, Roosevelt Davis, one. Good to see you watching as well. Abdallah, 6513 as well on Instagram. So today, aside from me going on about like pitching you on, <laughs> on digital design days, uh, I am also going to be taking your questions on brand and understanding brand. So if you have a question about brand, share it here. Put it in the comments and let's jump in. Uh, first question from uh, Daniel Nunes from over at uh, Phoenix is a, a, um, a regular. He says, "I Richard, I've been told recently people become entrepreneurs because we don't like to be told what to do. Partially, yes. But that also the reason why so many are unsuccessful is because we don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> Quite right. I think this is a I think there's a definite evolution in kind of self-awareness. If that is true in people, what you tend to find is they don't like to be told what to do. So they do their own thing and they learn that they have to be OK with being told what to do and, and kind of learn from people. And, and then they go from there. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice to run your own thing. Can you remind me, how do you brand yourself as an expert in your niche when there are so many YouTube experts in the niches we're attempting to fill? Um, yeah, I mean, the truth is, there's so many so much information on tap all the time right there you can just go and get it off of youtube right sure but so what what makes us decide to focus on one particular person what makes us decide to always tune into that one particular person as opposed to just going to anyone indiscriminately for our knowledge well actually we do it be more because of the person as opposed to the knowledge as such if you look at some of the greatest experts in inverted commas, and that's purely a subjective view, who you view as an expert, often when you break down what they're saying, anyone could have said it. There's very few mate, like crazy hacks a lot of people come up with. Often it's just because it's the person you dig the most, uh, uh, is the person you tuned into. So expert is only to those who like you and who are, remember that, you know, there are so many people out there who are experts, right? But there is even more people who is an audience. And, and in truth, you'll find that most experts aren't exposed to everyone. So the small sliver of audience that's exposed to an even smaller sliver of experts means that actually you're, you're not really competing that much. And the people who choose to follow you and see you as their expert are the ones who probably have seen a couple of others, but just like you more. You're not competing against all experts for all audience. It's not how it works. And there'll be little things that actually are softer things that are just reasons why people follow you. And often it's not the knowledge. If there are 17 people lined up just like me in the same level of knowledge and expertise I have, then people will be picking me or not picking me based on other softer things, such as if they just like my accent or, um, you know, if I'm out on a, a convenient time of day or if they just they like my vibe in whatever form it may be. So you've got to remember that the the personality you hold and that kind of charm you have as well does go a long way. There needs to be some kind of consistency as well, though. And this is where people talk about brand consistency. Sure. 
on how you look in terms of palette and color scheme and all that kind of stuff, but also in terms of who you actually come across as. Because if people see you as this constant of a type of person coming across in a type of way regularly, then, then you would become a known quantity. And if you become a known quantity, that familiarity for the human anim animal in the brain is where the where the trust comes from. And with enough trust like that, you become the one they get used to. And so it starts with that frequency and that consistency, and it ends up being much more about the, the crucial idea of someone feeling like you're someone they're familiar uh, with and someone they, they trust because they have seen you enough. It's a very interesting thing that happens. And the device they consume is the knowledge against which you're an expert, uh, but actually the, the reason why they, they want to follow you is because they like you more. And that's the, really the mechanism that's happening here. So just remember, you don't need a huge following, Daniel. Hundreds of thousands, hundreds or thousands is kind of ample for, for getting results usually. I mean, in my line of work, I don't need 600 leads a month because I need a few who are well-warmed that can turn into deals. That's all I'm after. And, and that's usually the case for most of us, certainly those of us working on personal brand, uh, and it's a different mechanism for the very high volume, very low ticket products because they produce ads or something like that um, or, or something else. Uh, it's a really good question. Well done. Let's look at another question here uh, on uh, LinkedIn. Yanis has said, Richard, why is brand identity again a marketing buzz buzzword now at the end of 2020? Can't the movement content is king close the deal after all? I think I understand what you're saying. Let me ask, let me read that again. Why brand identity is again marketing buzzword at the end of 2020? Can't the movement content is king close the deal after all? Let's, I think I think I understand what you're saying. It doesn't close the deal. Content is king as a movement. Those that believe content is king are wrong. The reason why content is not king is because if you have great content and no one sees it, so you have no distribution and therefore no community backing it up your content's nothing so your content's nothing unless it has a strong community following it and getting behind it and you're good at distribution you've got strong connections as well so content's very important but but community is king and people consistently wanting to show up for you are what really matters so that's what you got to be bearing in mind there it makes a huge difference um if you have content that gets viewed and by the same you know people say oh, i want to keep getting new people looking at me sure but you want to have the same people looking at you as well you want to have people continuing to show up i really really appreciate every week when people say love your show i watch every week and i, I was speaking to someone on friday last week who sets aside time she's in uh, new york she sets aside time every single monday to to watch and i really love that so hello amy and i really like the idea of that kind of consistency because if you have that consistency in your audience, that's what is crucial because, because it means that they really love your brand and they, they really dig what you're talking about to the point that you become their person for that thing. So is a marketing buzz, buzzword again? I think it's become more relevant again because online is more relevant than it ever has been. It's always relevant, but it's super relevant now because it's all we've got because we can't meet people face to face. Face to face trumps online in terms of the effectiveness of engaging with someone one-on-one -on -one, reaching mass a bigger audience i shouldn't say mass but a bigger audience of within your niche is obviously more effective uh, through the online process but 
but you can't be face to face. But because we haven't got it, it's got to be on online. And as a result, people are realizing more and more they need to get that bit right. So if you're going to invest money, well, it's not going to be going to a conference. Instead, it needs to be you know getting your brand right and, and getting your presence online right instead. Okay, uh, so many people jumping in here. Good to see you, uh, Lenny Cher, uh, presumably from uh, from Switzerland. I don't know. Alior sixty eight. Sorry, my dude. I'm not going to be doing uh, any joint live streams today. Um, Ali CE. Good to see you here as well. Life of a rec recruiter. And I see you. Coach Kerry K. Good to see you as well. You're here most weeks, which is awesome. And who else have we got? Uh, Dylan Star. Joe Delani. Awesome to see you here from New York. Uh, to my man. I hope you're well. Uh, wow, loads of you joining. I'm, on Instagram. Thank you for that, Yanis. Daniel Nunes, good to see you watching. Just finished your question on Facebook. Patricia Freudenberg, good to see you here as well from New York. Let's go to the next question. My man, Alex Hartan from Romania uh, on Facebook has asked, Richard, thank you for covering this topic. Uh, how can you create brand awareness for a startup on LinkedIn without paying for ads? Context is knowing that people like to engage with other people. Should you post using personal account or the business account? You can use both, but I do feel that the personal account hacks at the truth that people prefer and trust people more than businesses. And they trust a face on a headshot more than a logo. And so people say, well, LinkedIn's for business, sure. But before you engage, I've said so many times before, before you engage with any job titles, you're engaging with a human first. So you know, yes, you want to reach out to businesses, but you do it through appealing to the people and the personality. So when you understand that nuance, you understand the, the importance of positioning yourself at the front of the company. So it's no wonder that a lot of businesses do very well and have a good vibe about them when they may be horrible to work at, but I'm not saying it is the case or not, but they have a really good figurehead. Richard Branson, Elon Musk, are two examples that spring to mind. Sarah Blakely is another great example. These are figureheads that have a great personal brand. People like who they are. And naturally, people are more inclined to want to, you know, consume from their business, their respective businesses, because they like that personal brand. So in my opinion, you should lead with your personal profile. And remember this, if you are, if you have enough clarity in terms of the user journey from receiving your content to um, acting on the curiosity they have to do, to a degree that they decide to go onto your web uh, sorry onto your profile and then in turn check out your company page you know you're you're driving traffic there that's warm and that's interested in you if i could get people going to my company page or onto my website that have come through this kind of content based personal page funnel rather than search engines, I would do it every time because it's people who are deciding on a human level first, that they're curious, they're persuaded themselves, they wanna learn more about you. And so they're clicking actively themselves on, you know, through that process, as opposed to people who are finding you cold. So it's really important to think about that. And they're not as interested as in startups, Alex, as they are in the people running them. You know, I'm reading, it's up here somewhere, I think uh, one of these books here. In fact, no, it's not, it's that, no, it's that book there above me. Um, the, the, um, the, the book on Airbnb called The Airbnb Story is brilliant as an example of why people fell in love with it. A big reason why people fell in love with it was the actual, the actual people themselves and the feeling of the movement and all of these people 
you know, going for a common goal as opposed to the business. I go back to the Virgin example as well. Virgin might be very, it's, it's kind of comparable to British Airways, not really masses of difference. Oh, they're nicer. Yeah, well, are they? The, people, the staff on British Airways are just as nice as, as Virgin. You probably see them through rose-tinted lenses if you're more of a Virgin uh, convert. The prices aren't that far off the same. The planes are exactly the same as each other. The routes are the same. It's like, it's all the same. It's just if you dig that vibe a bit more, then you go with them. If you feel that British Airways is more prestigious than Virgin, well, then you go with them. It's, it's so interesting how obviously some people are slaves to the price point, but but often it's something down to that that makes the difference. So it's something to really not lose sight of. Uh, Gerline Deal has asked, um, how do you measure a brand's strength without metrics like number of followers or likes? For me, the measure of my my effectiveness in building my brand is is kind of is to a degree people talking about me so am i seeing notifications about me you know this isn't being needy or narcissistic this is just a good metric uh, in, in a way if i'm not looking at likes and things like that are people just talking about me more am i coming up in conversation it means that I, i'm 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 front of mind or at least on people's radar are people inviting me to podcasts and interviews more? Is there that feeling that I'm the guy for this thing, for you know, for understanding how to convert and sell? If that's the thing people see me for, that's good. But are they acting on that? Am I actually coming up and got on conversation and in posts and things like that? But obviously as well, I mean, this is just what happens so much now. I would say 80% of my work is, is referrals now. Um, that's a really good sign as well, Gerline, is people saying things like, like, um, hey, um, I've been in touch with this person. They tell you, me that, you know, you've worked with them and the results have been great. Can we talk, please? I, I've got like three this week alone that have just like totally come over the weekend, like people sending me a message saying, essentially, you don't know who I am, but I've heard about you through this person who I know and I've suggested I get in touch. Can you help? And that for me is the, is this a really good display that you're worth something and and that it's not just a, a referral based on um you know you've worked with someone before often it's that you get a referral based on someone saying he seems like the right guy i've not worked with him but you just got to check out richard moore and i think that's what we really need to be thinking about like and that's worth more actually it's, it's not if i couldn't monitor or if i wasn't focusing on metrics like followers or likes I genuinely don't care about that as much. Um, I think I've got like 35,000 followers, which is actually quite paltry compared with a lot of big people on, say, LinkedIn. But those 35,000 followers, um, you know, they're a good display of organically how how well I'm doing. But actually, much more important is how many message, messages am I getting each week? Am I feeling that I'm getting a bunch of messages from people saying, hey, I'm actually quite interested in working with you because of something I've felt or seen or being told, and uh, that really works works like magic in driving this point that my brand is getting there. So, um, people talking about you, referrals, are you getting invited onto in the podcast and things like that? And, and often, it's, again, this is, it comes down to this point I made earlier about it's actually mostly down to solid, consistent distribution, which is again that point about uh, uh, that I was talking about with Yanis's uh, question: why? Um, community is actually king was it you yeah why community is king not content because 
with enough distribution consistently, your community, that kind of audience around you, if I, could, I don't know if I'm using the right word then, community audience, but basically they, they, they have the sense of who you are repeatedly. And that's the point that drives people to think he's our guy for that thing. Okay, uh, word of mouth directly says hands-on approach is absolutely right on Instagram. Um, MPLamondon.com, uh, underscore com, good to see you here. UI UX Vandana, nice to see you as well. Thanks so much for watching. Claudio Monteri Rubio, uh, good to see you here as well. Now is the time, Ahora S. Elt as well. And Zoig.com, I mean, the names, not ridiculous, they're hard to say. Uh, I prefer the names over on LinkedIn and Facebook. So good to see you here. Brian Direct, all the way from Miami uh edgar aguello from dominican republic awesome to see you here carolina mankowski from florida uh, Deuce, uh juice pesos good to see you as well my man bob Lowe, hi to you from facebook as well uh in malaysia and um, we're talking about brands today those of you watching right now just to be really clear this is the week the 22nd the 23rd the 24th of this week is digital design days Spotify, Adobe, Mastercard, Facebook. Uh, where, do I, where else? Google. There's so many major brands speaking at this event. You are insane if you're in any way a creator, uh, content, marketing or otherwise, and you're not going to watch this event. It doesn't make sense. This isn't some joke event where we're all like, oh, look at us. We're all content creators. We all make videos. No, this is this is the serious people. These are the ones who have the big contracts with the big brands that we all know from, you know, the high street. These are the serious names. So the Bucks, the Huges, the Media Monks, all the big the big names. They're the ones who, who've spoken at uh, the Digital Design Day events over the years. I'm so fortunate I spoke last year. Uh, thank you to Filippo for inviting me. And again, in May this year, uh, and I will be giving a masterclass on making business or close, generating business from your talent using LinkedIn. So that is an hour long. That will be at one o'clock Eastern time on Thursday, the 20th, sorry, Friday, the 23rd this week. If you go to ddd.it, you can grab your ticket. Don't miss it because, you know, this is the time you invest. You're not spending money on traveling. You're not spending mon money on business events that you're in terms of networking. People are spending less money, but this is the time you should be investing more in yourself because you have to have the edge online. So I'm appealing, especially to those people who generate any kind of content or leverage the online space for promotion, because in the main, people don't get good distribution, which I will cover. And really in the main, people don't know how to convert which is the biggest issue for most, which is why businesses are going like going up uh, uh, in flames and why people are losing their, um, they can't make, make ends meet. That's in peacetime. But during coronavirus, it's like, it's obviously much harder. If you want to get anywhere, you have to embrace distribution of your talent and you have to embrace how to convert your talent. That doesn't mean becoming salesy. It means understanding the process and like the, the finesse that's required to get people in 2020 to want to step forward and send you a message saying, hey, I'd like to speak to you, please. It's everything. Otherwise your business has no oxygen. So um, I remember making the, my point last year on the stage in Milan and I was saying, it's all great the work you do. There's so much talent with these digital designers, but you're nothing without 
the right kind of distribution and LinkedIn is a very good place for that. But if you want to generate business, you've got to know how to pivot. So I'll be covering that as well. Obviously, not exhaustively because uh, it's only an hour, but I will be giving the, um, you know, the, the basics, basically that. So make sure you come along if you can. Next question. Let's finish up with Gil. Gil, Gil every time he asks a question, I, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Guy Toost, I believe is how you say his name. How do you brand yourself if you are still searching for your ideal target audience because you're offering several services and don't really know which one is best in terms of expertise and market fit? Brilliant question. Here's what you do. You talk. You don't wait, think and sit on the sidelines and spectate and strategize and business plan. You talk what you this is what precisely what I did when I when I started these live streams back in 2015 was it 2015 2016 it must have been we've done four years yeah 2016 would have been earlier in 2016 um on Facebook I knew generally speaking the area I wanted to work in I knew generally speaking how I would answer the questions I was asked but it's only through saying things out loud enough that you hone your philosophy you get clear on what it is you believe in and how you wish to articulate it to the world and likewise it's only really clear to you what proposition's going to work and what offering works best if you really spend time with the market so it's everything to make sure that you explore by sharing so get posting you know pieces of content that drive out some give some clarity around the kind of products you work in maybe focus on one to start with what's the one you mostly care about because there will be one uh, without question Guy. focus on that and that's the one you should be talking about the most and let's see what happens you know is there an appetite are you feeling an appetite within a few weeks of talking about it you'll be like i'm loving this or you think what it just doesn't feel right it's weird how our intuition can really guide us with this like i say you will hone your philosophy it will sound right you will you will start getting better and better at articulating your point against that topic but you will also get really down with this idea of um, whether or not this is a space you want to work in or not, because you'll enjoy the process of, of kind of our talking about it a lot or, or not. So I think that that's that's what I would do. Don't put too much science into it. Get out, like make noises about it consistently and with frequency. And then you'll have a real sense of of what the market feels. It is absolutely what I've done. And that's how I've decided navigated around whether or not to launch particular products or go in particular directions. You get a vibe or a feeling from people based on how they respond to things. It takes a bit of time, but usually, I mean, there's, there's a couple of truths you could put in place. So one, one it's just me trying to be more helpful than what I've already said. One thing you can do is simply say, I'll probably be wrong. Not in a negative way, but more specifically, I probably won't get it perfectly right first time. And if that's the case, then, don't sweat it too much because you will evolve your way to where you need to be. But if you put in front of you on a piece of paper, the like several services as you describe them that you offer, well, which is the one you would ideally want to do? You know, if, if money and time and responsibilities were of no issue, which one would you pick? I want to do them all. Sure. But which one? And just pick one. And that that becomes your centerpiece. And then you have the other things in the periphery. OK. It's fun to speak at events about what I do. I'm not a speaker. It's nice to do it and it sits in the periphery. It's fun to go on podcast, sure, 
but it's not what I do. And I just think that, you know, it's fun to do a lot of different things. And it's fun to lecture at universities. I'm working with quite a few, but it's not what I do. And so I, I need to I kind of focus in just mostly on a, on, a, on a reasonably tight area. And I think that's what you need to do to start with. Um, and But the point being, you don't say I'm going to hit the niche, nail it perfectly and never move from there. You're probably slightly wrong. You need to evolve to the place that feels right. You only evolve by being on the pitch. Um, a really good analogy for this, I think, is I felt I probably would want to be a striker when I was playing football, soccer, if you're in America, when I was at primary school. I definitely didn't want to be the goalkeeper because and this was those decisions were all based on the glamour of being a striker and scoring goals compared with being the dude who sits in the goal, saving them. So I wanted to be a striker, but I also knew uh, that I, and I also knew I was quite fast, but I also deep down didn't really want the responsibility of being the one who had to score the goal. Well, not even had to, but was meant to score the goals. So with that in mind, I went on the pitch and played football when I was five and six and seven and for the school team and so on. And very quickly, I realised that I wasn't best as a striker. I was best as a right winger because I was really fast and had an amazing right foot. And I was terrible on my left. I couldn't play on the left because I'd have to turn all around to actually kick the ball. So I learned through being on the pitch. I would never have known that being a right winger was my position because you can't theorise this stuff until you go test. It's precisely the same, uh, the same way of doing things. Uh, Dennis Nayawaya, uh, apologies if I said your name wrong. What frequency have you found to be effective? I think you're talking about content um, on LinkedIn once a day, on Facebook once a day. Sure, you get rewarded if you post a couple of times, but you know there's nothing wrong with doing a well-crafted piece of content once a day that stimulates discussion and then using the rest of the day uh, for, for when you drop into that social platform to test and see uh, if there's been any interest and to, you know, engage with those people in the conversation. This whole game is not about banging out content. This whole game is about stimulating an audience. And we're back at the community word again. And I just think that it one piece a day really works for me because it then allows me to come back and then come back again that day a couple of times and engage with people who've been talking. Then the next day we go again. If I'm banging out content all day long, it takes me away from the work I'm doing. So it's a really good balance, I found. that works for me very well. Uh, Brian, thank you so much. I love that you love the analogy, the football analogy. That's good. Steve, excellent work. Richard, good to see you. I hope you're well. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, so just those, those announce, announcements. So ddd.it is for digital design days. If you're doing anything at all with content creation, you've got the global leaders all talking. All their brands are, are, are there. So Spotify, Google, mastercard adobe uh, millions of others that are all talking across these three days about digital design the state of it marketing all that kind of space as well make sure you're watching it's an amazing event thousands and like, was it something like three thousand attended in in milan it was huge i remember i was on stage after hewlett packard like they are big fish going to this kind of thing and um the online one in in um may so many people watching thousands and thousands watching it was absolutely brilliant to do so i'm really pumped about this one i am running a masterclass on how to use linkedin 
to not just distribute, to actually sell and, and generate business uh, uh, for your talent. So make sure you're tuning to that. That will be on the Thursday, 23rd. DDD.it to, to grab your seat. Also, thanks to Pahalpina, who jumped in last week to promote her book and talk about Video Smart. Trent Sumis, congratulations for you. You won the book, so that's going over to you. Uh, uh, congratulations. And finally, it's back. It's back. Um, some of you may have noticed, but I'm going to tell you about this now. So as of later today, and you'll see some notifications on this, the this live stream gets repurposed normally to Instagram, uh, to IGTV uh, as, as a recording. It gets broken down into other bits of content, so things like um, uh, Instagram images, videos, all the videos you see on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn are broken down from the one piece of um, live content on a Monday. But recently, people have been saying, can we get the podcast back? And so basically, up until probably about five months ago, there was a or an audio version of this on iTunes, on Spotify and all of that. And it's back. So as of this week, uh, later on today, um, the audio of this will be on. Uh, you can listen to it on Spotify in your car or iTunes or whatever you choose. And um, I'm really pleased about this. So thank you for those of you who asked for it again. I was interested in whether or not people weren't so keen and people clearly are interested. So that's excellent. It will come out a bit later on. Keep your eye on Instagram. You can see it there or if you just go to spotify richard moore and probably startup business q a you can find me there um but the podcast is basically the audio of this because a lot of people are saying look i want to listen to this on my commute uh and i don't want to be watching youtube while i'm trying to drive uh so it makes sense so thank you for those of you asking about that that is coming back i have um put the workflow in place and the people doing it are um up to speed so that it should be rolling out every monday obviously several hours afterwards because I have to kind of all, all upload it and everything, but it will be there for you. So let me know your feedback on it. Hope that helps. Thank you very much. Have an amazing day. Thank you for watching on Instagram. And also thank you for watching on Facebook and LinkedIn. I will see you soon. Have a great week. See you hopefully on Friday 23rd at the Masterclass and Digital Design Days.